morning, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of Shenandoah Speaks. Today, I'll be interviewing Mrs. Lori Swartzel, the new principal at Central High School. How are you this morning? Doing well. How about you? I'm pretty good. Um, how's your first year as principal going? It has been a whirlwind, but it feels like home. Um, coming here, I started July 27th, 28th, which was the first day that teachers were here. Uh, so it would have been nice to have the summer to be able to plan, but um, people have been gracious. They've been accepting, and it really just feels like I belong here. So it's been good. good. Um, did you feel any pressure to start with the teachers, or did you, like, wish you had more time to get to know them before, like, you all hit the ground running? One of the things that I did right off the bat was I scheduled meetings with every teacher and staff member um, from the custodians and the instructional assistants up to the teachers. And so my first two weeks, um, I really was just meeting back to back to back with teachers to get to know them. I took notes um, to get to know them personally, to get to know their family situations so that they could um, start to build some trust with me. So ideally, I would have loved to have had the summer to do that because I could have spread it out. So it really was a daunting task. It was pretty overwhelming to try to fit, you know, hundred and some meetings yeah. in, in two weeks, but I got to all but like three or four and I had to, you know, put those out past the two weeks, but it was very beneficial because it helped me to know the, the staff here and get to know um, the central family because it really is a family atmosphere here. Yeah. Um, going along with the family idea, um, why did you choose high school? Do you feel like since we're high schoolers, we're more connected, we've known each other longer, and you can just kind of go along with that? Or um, It's interesting. I think um, high school kind of chose me. So when um, I've been at every level from preschool all the way up to college in, wow. in my career, so I've taught um, during the summer college students, and um, when I first started teaching, I was an elementary teacher, and I was a middle school teacher, I did high school stuff during the summer as well. And so um, when I was looking for administrative positions, uh, there were a couple things that appealed to me. I really wanted to be in a small division. So when I started in Stanton, it, it's a community with one high school, three elementaries, one middle school. And I had the opportunity to be able to learn a wide range of things. And uh, I like to be somewhere where I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I become stagnant and I'm not in a place where I'm able to learn or feel like I'm making an impact, then, um, then it's time for me to move on. So I think that being at high school, I'm learning every day. It's just an interesting place to be. I get to see people shaping their futures and, and making, making choices that are lifelong. And so I think high school more so chose me and I have <laughs> fallen in love with um, just being around students and being able to help them make those decisions that affect the rest of their lives. You said in Stanton there was one high school, mm -hmm. so obviously it was probably bigger than Central. Is it less overwhelming now that you get to be at a slightly smaller school? Well, it's interesting because um, although Stanton is a 2A school, population is actually more than it is here. Um, and so when I left, population was about at 8 10, 820. Okay. And so we're around 750 here. So it's comparatively the same size, um, different demographics. It's a different um, type of population. You know, students still have the same struggles and that type of thing, but um, it's, it's pretty similar. Yeah. 
Um, given the location difference, what was the scariest part of coming to a new school and meeting this whole new group of high schoolers? Like, did you have any idea of what to expect? Or um, From kids, I think that there's just an expectation that um, I'm going to listen. And so I don't ever have preconceived notions of how a situation is going to be. I think one of my strengths is that I tend to listen, mm -hmm. um, tend to try to find ways that I can be a productive part and how I can support. And my style of leadership is more of um, an equipper where I want to empower people to be successful versus coming in and saying, we're going to do this, 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 and this. So um, I try not to have preconceived notions. There's certainly things that I wanted to accomplish and uh, that I was looking forward to being able to do, mm -hmm. but um, and not necessarily preconceived notions kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, on the first day of school, you greeted students with candy and said good morning to all of them. I think I was even one of them. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is really cool. I was like, this hasn't happened before. Yeah. Um, so as principal, how important to you is it that you stay connected with the students and make sure that school is more enjoyable? I think that's a priority for me, especially because of the nature of the job. You have to deal with negative instances mm -hmm. in school. And it is never my goal to have the first interaction with someone be a negative one. Um, I want them to know that I'm coming from a good place. And so it was very important for me to get off on the right foot, to be positive from the get-go so that um, students and staff know that I'm in it for the right reasons, that I'm, I'm not here just to tell people what to do. That's mm -hmm. that's not my goal. I want to be a support. I want to make this a positive place. you got to be here for four years. Yeah. <laughs> um, why not enjoy it? Why not um, look forward to coming? And I know there are a lot of kids who don't. Um, there are a lot of kids who don't hear good morning before they come to school. And mm -hmm. so just having that positive interaction can make a difference on how someone sees their day. Um, besides the fact that, you know, we're in a building for seven to eight hours a day. Why do you think kids have such a negative look on school and education period? Uh, I just think there's a lot of pressure to succeed. Um, I think that there's pressure that's put on by the state through SOL testing that if you don't get a certain score on a test, you're a failure. Um, I think that um, we set standards by the grading system. And so there's this level that everybody's expected to reach. And I think one of the things that I want to do, it's a goal of mine, is to create pathways for kids to be successful so that your education doesn't have to look the same as um, Jane coming in or Billy coming in. It doesn't have to look the same as, as, as theirs do. And so each student should be able to have a unique experience so that's beneficial. There are classes that you're taking that are meaningful to you, but may not be meaningful to another student. And so I think as much as we can personalize education and not make it cookie cutter, mm -hmm. then it, it'll be better and the, the pressure won't be as much. I think the things that we're doing at the technical center where we're allowing kids to get certifications, the more that we're able to do those types of things for kids, it'll be more meaningful and hopefully less pressure because they're looking forward to doing something um, that means something to them. Yeah. Um, the Northern Virginia Daily wrote that you started out as an art teacher. Um, at the beginning of your career, did you have this end goal vision of being a principal or did that inspire you somewhere along the line of your career? So it's that's an interesting um, way that I came about in administration. I love learning. Like um, 
uh, I think one of the things that the the paper had also talked about was me going back for my doctorate. Uh, I'm going to be doing that, but I love going through the process of just learning something new. And so I started out as an elementary art teacher. Uh, I had 1,800 students, four different schools that I taught at. Wow. And um, in the process of probably about six, seven years, I had about 50 different administrators. And I saw the impact that one particular administrator had on the environment of the school and how different it was as a teacher to work in the building because he had created a culture that was positive Mm -hmm. and uplifting and supportive. And it made a huge difference, especially for new teachers and being able to retain new teachers uh, for what he was able to do. And so I just said, you know, I want to get my master's. I'm going to go back for administration because I want to find out why certain decisions were made and, and the reasons that certain decisions were made by other people. And when I got into the process of administration, just absolutely loved it because I was able to, I think, affect more than just my classroom. And I really like the thought of creating a culture and a family within a school where everybody has a place where they belong and everybody um, is able to find a platform to be successful on. And so that's kind of why I got in the path that I have done and what drives me to make the decisions that I do. Yeah. Well, most recently you were an assistant principal, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, how does it feel to go from being the co-pilot to being able to run the whole show and do like all the decisions that you want? Um, I think one of the things um, I like being able to empower people. So I don't necessarily see myself as that head person, mm-hmm. maybe that mentality. I think that ultimately I am responsible for everything. And that's that's a little scary because the decisions that I make can affect someone the rest of their lives. And I don't necessarily want to do something that's going to um, be damaging to somebody. But I think the biggest difference and the thing that I struggle with is the amount of meetings that differ from being an assistant principal. Everybody wants some of your time. Everybody wants your ear. Everybody wants to um, talk about something. And I'm the type of person that I have an open door. And so managing and creating a schedule where I'm able to be in the classroom uh, and be an instructional leader at well, as well has been difficult. And then managing the number of emails. I'll check my emails oh, yeah. like at 5 a.m. and I'll get to school and I've already gotten, you know, 40, 50 additional <laughs> emails. And so that's overwhelming. Um, <laughs> that creates a little bit of anxiety, but um, it's a different kind of famous. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just um, that, so that whole workload um, difference there has been interesting, but um, I like that I can do a lot of the fun culture things without having to ask anybody's permission, mm-hmm. like the inflatables at homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming yeah, week was so. awesome. That step <laughs> team, Thank you. you made a step team. That was awesome. Their the whole routine was so good. One of the things that um, I was very passionate about when I worked in Stanton um, because of the population was just working with um, diverse groups of students and finding ways to make connections. Mm -hmm. And so I had a student who graduated and had went to Shenandoah University and joined the step team there. And I asked her to come back and um, teach us some things. And so we started competing and um, it was a very, the group we actually called um, Diverse City. And um, there were 
all different types of students in that group and we all came together and were able to perform and it's one of my fondest memories of Stanton and so when we came here I was like we have got to do this. So, <laughs> Carry on um, tradition. Yes I'm working with some students to start and I'm, hopefully we'll be able to do some performances during basketball season but that was just mm-hmm. kind of an intro to it. So Incentive yes. to come to basketball yes. Central students. <laughs> um, you mentioned you're in your doctoral program do you think one day you'll want to become assistant super or superintendent? I don't know. I mean, right now, it's not in in my thought process. I'll, I'll start that in, I was actually going to start at the beginning of this school year, but with starting here, I've put it off till January. So January, January will be my first class in my doctorate, but I'll see where it leads me. Right now, I love being around kids, and mm-hmm. um, I think if I were in a position in central office, it might remove me more than I want to be um, removed from that situation. So maybe the last few years before retirement, I don't know. But uh, right now I'm not thinking that. Um, When you were still assistant principal at Stanton, your school was called Robert E. Lee High School, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Um, But because of the whole controversy, they changed the name. What are your thoughts on how that went about or the were the students more driven to change it or did they just want to leave it the same how did it affect you know the tone and mood at school so um, conversations regarding the name change started really about the time that the conflict in Charlottesville happened and so as a division I think Stanton City handled things very well we started with um, conversations with um, the Virginia Center for Inclusive Communities, and they led us through some things where we identified areas where we might um, be showing bias or prejudice without even knowing. And so that was a real eye-opening experience, very good. Um, and so it started with kind of leadership, and then it went within the school, and then we worked with student groups as well. I know there was a lot of conflict in the community, but my focus was really on how it was affecting students within our school, um, current students and the student body. And um, we had a process where we allowed students to be a part of conversations. We had open conversations with them. They got to um, really talk about the way that they were feeling in a respectful way. And then um, they got to be a part of every decision that was made as far as like choosing a new mascot, helping to choose the name. They got input on all of that process. And so within the school, I think kids handled it very well. Probably in the community, um, there was a lot more uh, conflict. But even there, I think the way that Stanton City chose to deal with that and address it was very appropriate. Um, the name change coming about, I think, was a positive thing for the school, and mm-hmm. they're um, working on rebuilding a positive identity now. But um, students were were very much heard in the whole process and were able to give input in it. So I think it was, for me, a huge learning experience and was happy to be part of it. Yeah. Um, we're only a couple months into school, and you've already made so many amazing changes at Central. I mean, the whole approach to the bathrooms and the lunch and all that is so much more organized. Um, Students are happier about it. I've talked to a couple of them. They're so happy that you've made these changes. Um, Do you have any other plans for upcoming years that are more long-term projects? I'd love to get an auditorium. Mm, Yes. (laughs) So um, we have a group of students who are um, have put together some presentations and are trying to really advocate for that, which I think is really cool. 
Um, one of the things that I would love to be able to do is to bring in some more organizations to support kind of overall growth of students. Um, for instance, like having um, an athlete, a pro athlete come in and talk about you know, struggles that they had in, in high school or um, having a musician come in and do some presentations on anti-bullying in a way that students um, are able to perceive it better than, you know, other adults in this building could do. So mm -hmm. I think having a stage system where we can put on those types of performances in the new gym where all students can be a part of that and, and creating that community atmosphere there is a real priority. Um, and I mentioned to you uh, earlier the TV station that we're going to be doing out of yes. the media center. So I'm hoping to get a more grant and get that approved okay. and really be able to start um, telling our story in the community mm -hmm. um, visually and auditory and um, creating a positive atmosphere within the community um, so that the family that we have here uh, is seen also as a big part of the community. I think it's real important. Um, we have the vape detection devices that are being ordered and oh, wow. will be, dis uh, uh, be put in the restrooms. We've ordered for all the main restroom areas, then uh, they have the ability to detect any type of smoke or vapor. Okay. They will detect um, noise levels. So if there's like bullying going on in the bathroom, we would be able to hear if there was an elevated voice. And then it also would detect if there's tampering with the devices so that we know um, if anybody's messing with it. And then of course the cameras that are outside of the restroom would allow us to use a timestamp to know who was in the restrooms at the time. And so, I'm really attacking that problem, you know. So cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's that's um, pretty neat. And then uh, working with um, students to really bring visions to reality, things mm -hmm. that students want to do, and, and empowering students to be leaders, uh, I think is really important. So. Well, on behalf of Central, I know we're all very happy to have you here. Um, you've made a huge impact on us already, both personally and educationally. Um, and we can't wait to look and see what happens in the years to come. Even though my class is graduating, I'm sure I'll still hear about some of the things going on from younger friends. And um, Thank you for meeting with me today to thank you. talk about it. Have to get you to come back to be a mentor. Um, oh, yes. Maybe. <laughs> Especially when we get the station up and running. So yes. Media. Music by Kevin McLeod.